a focus summary of the first half of Act 4 of Cyrano de Bergerac. Act 4 opens in the midst of the Siege of Arras. Sentries keep watch while the cadets, who all appear thin and pale, sleep around the campfires. Lebray curses their famine, and Carbon begs him to be quiet, because who sleeps dines. One cadet is roused when firing is heard in the distance, but Carbon says it is only Cyrano coming home. Lebray expresses relief to see Cyrano alive, and then chastises him for risking his life every morning just to send a letter. Cyrano reassures Lebray that the Spanish have made a habit of missing him, and reminds him of his promise to Roxanne that Christiane would write every day. But Lebray is still the protective old bear who growls affectionately. Risking a life like yours to carry letters. But Cyrano shrugs him off and goes to write another. Cannon fire and drums wake the cadets, who rise and groan with hunger. Carbon calls upon Cyrano to boost their morale. Cyrano tries first to turn their attention from hunger of the flesh to nobility of spirit. You are wasting from hunger? Stand tall, tighten your belt, and declare that it keeps you looking young. Your belly is hollow as a drum? Then beat the long roll, the signal for attack, on it. You are starving? Satiate your soul with poetry. When someone carps that he is always ready with the clever answer, Cyrano owns it proudly. Let me die so, saying a good thing for a good cause. He does not fear to die if he will die with dignity. By the sword, the point of honor, by the hand of one worthy to be my foeman, let me fall, steel in my heart, and laughter on my lips. He indulges in fantasy what he cannot give the cadets in reality, play-acting a feast of roasted lamb, romaine salad, and red seal whiskey, enjoyed in the company of the cardinal. And he asks the fifer to play songs of home, to lull the cadets with recollections of more innocent, untroubled days. When Carbon complains that he has made them weep, Cyrano declares it a good thing. Now they weep for the more noble hunger of homesickness. When Carbon protests that he has melted down their manhood, Cyrano proves otherwise by beating a drum and watching them spring to action. De Guiche arrives and is received by the cadets with disdain. Carbon reminds them that De Guiche too is a Gascon, but they regard this courtier with his lace collar, beribboned sword, and jeweled belt as nothing but a counterfeit. De Guiche scorns their little hates and boasts of his admirable conduct under fire. Just the day before, he says, he led a charge that drove back the enemy. Cyrano interrupts his story to ask about his white scarf. De Guiche explains with pride his quick-thinking cleverness when, in danger of being shot or captured by the enemy, he threw away the scarf that marked his military rank, escaped, rallied his forces, and returned to win the day. Cyrano sees this not as cleverness, but as cowardice. An officer, he says, does not lightly resign the privilege of being a target. Had he been there, he would have picked up the scarf and put it on. De Guiche calls this an empty bluff, 
observing he is safe in making it, since the scarf lies on a spot impossible to reach alive. In a gesture of indisputable panache, Cyrano, who, recall, crosses the Spanish lines daily, produces the scarf from his pocket. Driven again to avenge his wounded pride, de Guiche takes the scarf and uses it as a signal to a spy. Their camp will be the next point of attack. He says they have perhaps an hour before they will be asked to lay down their lives. Cyrano thanks him, and tells his men they will now add to the colors of their Gascon arms another, blood red. But Christian remains motionless, realizing that he may never again see Roxanne. He tells Cyrano he would like to write a farewell letter with his whole heart for her to keep. Cyrano says he had already thought of that, and produces it too from his pocket. Christian's eyes are open to the truth when he sees on the farewell letter a tear. Cyrano tries to explain it away as a poet's overwrought imagination, but Christian is unconvinced. Just then, a coach rolls up, having inexplicably succeeded in crossing the Spanish lines. All are astonished when the door is opened and Roxanne appears. Cyrano questions her about how she came, and she says she merely charmed the Spanish soldiers with her smile and told them she had to see her lover. But Christian is more concerned about why she came, and his fears seem to be confirmed when she says, You know why. She is so madly in love she desires to face death at his side. But in love with whom? He, Cyrano, and de Guiche all plead with her to go, but she is adamant. So, inspired by the presence of one so fair, Carbon adopts her handkerchief as their banner, the cadets recover their dignity and tidy themselves up, and Carbon introduces, one by one, the men who will have the honor of dying in her presence. Roxanne then teasingly asks them for something to eat, saying she is starving, all the while knowing that they will soon discover that her carriage is replete with food and driven by Ragano. <laughs> 